Alright, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Town Nation podcast, episode number 26. We are flying through them now. It's great to be back with the Town Nation podcast, whether you're listening on YouTube, Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, or any other of the 10 platforms you can now get us on. But let's not waste any more time as we've got a lot of topics to get through and introduce the co-host. First off, he is back. My very good friend, 10-time world champion, the GOAT, Tyler Keller. How are you doing today? Oh, I am doing fantastic, and uh, glad to be back on the podcast uh, on this edition of it. It's good to have you back. And our second co-host, as always, Luke Patterson is in the house as well. How are you doing? I'm doing great, thank you. Um, Back on the Universe Mode grind today, and and I can't wait to do more. (laughs) And... Yeah, I can't wait to review Elimination Chamber, because that was a really good show. It was. And you know what? We'll kick off with that. We'll kick off with his Elimination Chamber review. Why not? Um, So, Elimination Chamber was the most recent pay-per-view that just happened. And in my personal opinion, I'll quickly say it's one of the better WWE pay-per-views we've had in a while for the main roster. Very good show in my opinion. Yes, there was things that could have improved. But at the end of the day, overall, I think Elimination Chamber was one of the better pay-per-views on the main roster that we've had in a long time. So just generally, guys, before we dive into detail about things like the Elimination Chamber matches, Usos, Ruby Riot, etc. Before we dive into details, I just want your overall thoughts. Let's start with Luke then. What's your overall opinion on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? You had a bang on. Um... I think it is one of the better WWE pay-per-views we've had in a long time. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yes, there was a couple of things here and there that made me scratch my head. But apart from that, it was a very good show, very enjoyable. And really exceeded my expectations. Certainly, because I was heading into the event with hardly any hype whatsoever, so I'll give WWE credit. I'll give WWE credit, they certainly uh, certainly exceeded my expectations for the pay-per-view. Tyler, what was your opinion on the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view? Uh, this is going to be awkward, but uh, I haven't watched it because I, was, <laughs> I haven't been able to. But, but, from, <laughs> from what I heard and everything, um... It was, it, like, like Luke said, it seemed like his expectations. I heard it did that for a lot of people. Um, I cannot wait to watch it because I'll probably hear in the next few days because work, 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 <laughs> and a lot of stuff going on. But I cannot wait to watch it because I, I know, I, I've always enjoyed the Elimination Chamber pay-per-view because I love Elimination Chamber as a match. Mm-mm. So, I cannot wait to watch it. I I know the outcomes we can still talk about easily, but I I just cannot wait to actually watch it. But yeah, awesome stuff. So, let's get the bad thing out of the way first. Ruby Riot. So she went in a match with Rowdy Ronda Rousey, and Ronda Rousey retained. No joke. In about two minutes. Below that. Probably below that, yeah. What do you think about Ruby Riot basically being squashed 
at the chamber. Um, personally, I'm not a fan of it because, in my opinion, as we've said on the podcast before, Ruby Wright is one of the most underrated women's wrestlers in WWE today, and she deserved much more, which she did get on Raw. We'll quickly bring it up in a second. Uh, but what did you make of Ruby Wright basically being squashed by Ronda Rousey? Let's go to Tyler first. Mm. Uh, I think that's one of the only things I, I didn't know. Like, I, I knew Ronda retained and stuff afterwards happened, but I I didn't know uh, it was like two minutes. Um, just like most of us could say, Ruby is really good. She's been wonderful from the come up from NXT minus the injury, unfortunate she had. Um, yeah, I don't like that at all. Uh, of course, it's a bad because two minutes. Okay. Oh, that hurts my head because she can wrestle better than a lot of women. <clears throat> Alexa Bliss lasted longer than she did, and that's unheard of for me. Uh, it, it's just disappointing to hear that because that's maybe one of the only things, like I said, that I did not know. Hmm. No, that's understandable. I know Luke has a lot to say about this, so I'll let him <laughs> go for it. Uh, this was like one of two things on the pay-per-view that I absolutely hated. And Ruby Wright deserved a lot more. Like Tyler said, she's one of the best in the ring on Raw. Mm. One of the most underrated in the entire WWE. She and is. Nikki Bella, who is known more for a reality TV star show than an actual wrestler, lasted near 20 minutes with Ronda, and Ruby only lasted just below two. That's just disgusting to me. Right, I have just researched it up. Ruby Riot lasted one minute and 40 seconds. Despicable. Um, but yeah, I know they gave her another match on Raw, and she had a way better showing on that. But for me, that doesn't justify what happened at Elimination Chamber, because why wouldn't you let her have a better performance on a bigger stage where there's more people watching? It just doesn't make sense to me. Like, they could say, like, we didn't have enough time, but they could have. Like, they could have cut down time on maybe the Corbin-Braun match. <laughs> yeah. Because I did not enjoy that. And then added those minutes to Ruby and Ronda and actually give Ruby time to shine. But that's just me. Mm. But yeah, those are my thoughts. Okay, not a problem. Let's move on to some of the good stuff. Um, the Usos. They are the new SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. And... They defeated The Miz and Shane McMahon. Now, as much as I don't want to see them split, because a singles match doesn't really interest me much, between Miz and Shane at WrestleMania, the Usos becoming SmackDown Tag Team Champions helps everyone in the SmackDown Tag Team division. Whenever they're Tag Team Champions, the whole division gets lifted up. I'm hoping, early prediction, 
Usos and Sanity at least at WrestleMania, if not more tag teams thrown in the mix. But I'm hoping at least Sanity and the Usos are involved. But the Usos are the new SmackDown Live Tag Team Champions. Now, who do you think they'll verse at WrestleMania first? And secondly, you can mention the match if you want and your thoughts. But also, what do you think is going to happen with Miz and Shane McMahon now? Let's go to Luke first. Okay. Um, first of who's going to face the Usos at WrestleMania, I agree with you. It's got to be Sanity. There's no other team more deserving of it than Sanity, in my opinion, that we haven't seen already mm. in a proper big stage. Sanity has been looked over time and time and time and time and time again. At WrestleMania, I think it should be their time. They should win the titles and have a good run with it. Um, the match with the Usos and Miz and Shane, I really enjoyed it, actually. And that's no surprise, because any Uso match is just great. <laughs> At least three, four stars. Um, but, yeah. In terms of the finish, though, the finish I found a bit questionable. Because mm. when Miz hit the score-crushing finale, went to pin Jay or Jimmy, I can't remember who it was. Um... Like Uso kind of no sold it and then rolled him up. Yeah, that was the problem was I had with it. It was kind of no selling it. Yeah, that was the problem I had with it. But yeah, apart from that, the match was great, and I don't mind the Usos as SmackDown Tag Team Champions. In fact, I wanted them to win. Mm. Um, I've seen a bunch of people complaining that they find the Usos to be overpushed, and I don't get that logic because it's been nearly a year since they've been champions. And if anyone in the tag division, in my opinion, though, needs to be on the top of the division, whether your class is overpushed or not, it's the Usos. Mm, exactly. And the Usos is one of those teams where if they were tag team champions for the next three years continuously, I would not mind one bit. <laughs> yeah. When they're on top of the division, the tag team division becomes the best thing on SmackDown. Look what happened the last time they were champions. They were the best were thing the on SmackDown. And... Yeah, in terms of Miz and Shane... Um, they're obviously going to lose their rematch at Fastlane. Yeah. If they win them back, I'll be very shocked. <laughs> and then... With Miz's dad in the crowd... I would not be surprised if Shane turned heel. No, I wouldn't. Especially in Miz's own town as well. Yeah, I feel I feel like Shane's gonna turn heel and then they're gonna face off a mania, which is not something I wanna see, but it's gonna happen. Yeah. There's no denying the inevitable. It's it's gonna happen. Okay. Tyler, what's your thoughts on the Usos being SmackDown Tag Team Champions and a potential Miz versus Shane McMahon match at WrestleMania? <laughs> Alright, the right outcome happened. And two, ain't no one want to, want to, mm, I, I, I couldn't even say it right, but no one want to see fucking Shane versus The Miz. Nope. I, I'm sorry. 
No one wants to see it, but I must do a but here. It could end up actually being a good match somehow. Mm. You just never know because it's Shane. And, exactly. You know, AJ, but I knew AJ could really do like do good work with uh Shane. But it it was it was both sides doing the match during that. So I think we could see something like that. Maybe but most likely not as good as Shane and AJ was because I ain't gonna lie, that was actually one of my favorite matches. Maybe and at at that WrestleMania, maybe my favorite match to watch. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Uh, but I I don't know. For you know, the my first thing is no, I do not want to see it. But it could pull out a Shane and AJ type of match. This this is the thing. Shane and the Miz, maybe. This is the thing because we all complain about Shane and Miz, or whenever Shane's in a ring, I see a lot of complaints. But by the end of it, it's a bloody good match. Shane always somehow, even at his age, pulls it out of the bag. He does. So, yeah, I agree. You know, as much as we don't want to see it, it's also a wait and see game. Because it is. even at, what is he, 55? Something like that? Maybe older? You know, Shane's still got it. Anyway, we must move on. There was two Elimination Chamber matches this time around. One was for the WWE Championship, which I cannot wait to detail down. But the other kicked off the show and was for the Women's Tag Team Championships as Bailey and Sasha Banks, the, also known as The Boss and Hug Connection, came out victorious. Now, what do you make of the result? Do you think it's the right result? And what do you make of the women's tag team titles being defended on all three shows? Let's start with Luke. Um, whether I think it was the right decision or not? Um, um, I think it was. Because, like, you need big names to elevate those titles. Hmm. And there's no better choice than Bailey and Sasha to start off. Yes, I wouldn't mind seeing the Iconics and Mandy and Sonya and other women's tag teams become champions in the future. But I think for the first champions, there was no better choice than Bailey and Sasha. Mm. And they both deserve it after the year they've had. Terrible, terrible year being overlooked. It was in 2018. Constantly being put against the Riot squads and yeah, that was a terrible time for them. It so, was. I'm glad they've overcame that and become champions. Now, in terms of them defending their titles on all three brands, it's just all about if they can have enough tag teams from all three brands. And if they can, how'd they go about it? Hmm. So, but yeah, it is interesting. Um, I would have rathered a women's mid-card title over tag team titles, but we're in it now, 
Alan's. It's interesting to see where they'll go from here. It is interesting. Just want to apologise if you heard any background noise there. Family, they piss you off, don't they? But, um, Tyler, what's your thoughts on the Women's Tag Team Championships? Do you think it's the right decision? Because you didn't actually talk about this in the last podcast, as unfortunately you couldn't make it. So do you think the Women's Tag Team titles is the best way to go? Would you prefer a mid-card title? Do you think it's the right time? And also, what do you make of Bailey and Sasha winning and defending it across all three brands? Um, I do agree with the mid-card championship over the tag teams because, you know, sometimes you're going to be forcing women to be tag teams when, you know, you know it doesn't fit out for them. Mm. Like, it doesn't fit with them. Um, so I understand that, but I don't mind the tag team titles, you know. I'm just glad the women, women <clears throat> have more like another championship. Even if it's tag team, um, I would have loved to really see Mandy and Sonia. Sonia, uh, I cannot talk. <laughs> Fire and desire. I would love to see them uh, won the Elimination Chamber match for the tag team titles. Interesting. Okay. Um, if that's the case. Do you like them both? Do you like just one? And why would you want them to win it? Oh, I like both of them. Okay. That that's why I said that. Like, besides Bailey and Sasha, Peyton Royce. I love Peyton Royce. Billy Kay. I'm not sold on. I I've never been sold on Billy. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Um, that that's why I say you know Mandy and Sonya like before them. Um, I love how Sonya, like, you know, just comes to the ring. I like her style. Mandy, uh, she's got the looks. We know that. (laughs) But the way she's improved is kind of like, I'm like, dang, like, you didn't know if she could really improve. But, like, for me, watching her progress and everything, you can tell she's improving, you know little by little, which that's all we ask for when we watch, you know, newcomers or something like that. Especially from people that's from Tough Enough. Yeah. You don't see them last really. So, to see both of them, I don't know, maybe I just got that connection from Tough Enough because I always liked them too. Hmm. Um, but I also do not disagree with Sasha and Bailey winning also because it's those two big names in the women's division that if they're not the, you know, women's champion, at least have them be tag team champions to start off, you know, the division. Interesting. Um, and also with the, you know, three platforms of defending it, I absolutely love that. I uh, 100% love that. Because it's it's like, hey, NXT can be mixed in with the main roster a little bit. That's what it's showing. Mm. Even more and more. I like that. That's 
the main reason I like that. And uh, the only thing that the only problem I have with this tag team division that they're going to have to do and everything is the general no, not the tag teams, but just a uh, hey here. Be partners with you know Naomi and Carmella. Yeah. Just be partners. That that is why I don't like about it. But we're here. We're gonna have to see how it goes. But um, Bailey and Sasha are the rightful winners and probably should be just to start off the division at least. Interesting. Okay. I'm gonna ask you both this. Do you see further growth and potential in the women's tag division? Do you think it will be a good thing after seeing what you saw at the Chamber? Yes or no, Luke? Um, if they can have enough tag teams to stop partnering random women together, like Nikki Cross and Alicia Fox and Natalia and Dana Brooke, if they can avoid that in the future, then yes. I feel like the tag team division could be a good thing. So, yeah, those are my thoughts. Tyler? See, I haven't seen it, like I said, but I agree with Luke because that's my only problem with it is, you know, the randomness. Now, now if you go in random if like that, but you build that tag team up and you build the, you know complex of both of the characters and they come in together and finally buy into the tag team I don't mind that though interesting interesting okay yeah you guys have basically summed up my thoughts really Um, elimination chamber match was great women's tag titles I prefer mid card title but we're here in the here and now I think there is potential if they you know don't panic now random stuff up all together if they build these tag teams up and Bailey and Sasha are the right winners the bigger names wouldn't have minded seeing Sonya and Mandy I do think Mandy's improved a lot so I agree with that yeah you guys have summed it up perfectly <laughs> <laughs> so the last match we're going to review here is the WWE Championship Elimination Chamber match I have been waiting to do this for about four days we had let me try and think this. Samoa Joe, Randy Orton, Kofi Kingston, Daniel Bryan, AJ Styles, and I'm missing one. Uh, <laughs> Give me a second. Jeff? Jeff, thank you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, that's really bad on my behalf. I should be prepared for this. But, um, yeah, those are the six we had in the chamber. One, Jeff Hardy's a mad fucking bastard. And two, I absolutely yes, freaking love Kofi Kingston's ride right now and the momentum that he's on. Him being in, I thought they were going to pull the trigger. They, they got me. They got me. <laughs> um, now, firstly, what do you make of the Elimination Chamber match? Secondly, is Daniel Bryan the right one to retain? And thirdly, and the most important thing I want to hear, are you buying into hashtag Kofi Mania? Let's start with Tyler. Um, the way Daniel Bryan has been going, yes, he should have retained. Um, 
Kofi Mania. Mm. Uh, I would love to see it. I don't know if they're going to go that route, though, but it's crazy because, you know, how long Kofi has been, you know, in WWE, it's crazy to see him on this run right now. Mm. Uh, but, uh, I don't, I don't know they're, they could pull the trigger with Kofi at WrestleMania somehow, some way. Uh, okay, let, let's, no let's, let's describe it differently. Do you want it to happen? And do you think it will happen? If you don't think it will happen, who do you think is versing Daniel Bryan? If Daniel Bryan wins at Fastlane. Hmm. Uh, do I want it to happen? I, I really do want it to happen because it's... <sighs> Kofi has done so much in the business, you know, over the... Damn, how, how long he been? 11 years? 12 years? In WWE. Over a decade, I know that. That's a, see, you know, of course he's worn, you know, the Intercontinental Championships, tag, especially tag team. Hmm. I don't know what else. Uh, one of US ones. But, I don't know. I, I could really see Daniel... Somehow doing like a screwy finish at Fastlane, so I don't think they'll pull the trigger at Fastlane. If they pull but, a screwy finish, do you think Kofi will be in the match at WrestleMania? <sighs> if he gets defeated, you said? If, if the finish is like... If it's a screwy finish at Fastlane, like you've just oh, predicted. Oh, if, it, if, it, if it's a screwy finish, then yeah, he's got to be in the match. Maybe with someone else, I have no idea. Okay. Interesting. Luke. Your thoughts okay. on the Chamber match? Final two, and are you buying into Kofi Mania? Do you want it to happen? And do you think it'll happen? Let's go that route. Okay. Thoughts on the overall match. Let's just get the one thing I didn't like about the match out of the way. Samoa Joe. Yeah. I didn't like that he got eliminated first. What is it with WWE constantly shafting over Samoa Joe? And discrediting him at every opportunity they have. I feel like Samoa Joe needs a United States Championship reign. Mm, yeah. He needs one. So I would like him to take the title of R-Truth in the future. Uh, maybe at Fastlane or something. 
and then taken into Mania. So, yeah, I didn't like that Joe got eliminated first. I feel like I should have been Jeff Hardy. Yeah. Um, secondly, talking about Jeff Hardy, like you said, he's a madman. Literally, at the age he's at, and the condition he's in, not in a good condition whatsoever, and he's still doing swan songs for like a couple of months. Absolutely crazy. Um, and also Styles too. Mm. Like Styles wrestled injured in that match, and he took that swanton bomb right on the back, which is, which is where the injury is. Yeah. So yeah, Styles is a madman for taking that. <laughs> so respect for him for taking that. Um, and the final two. I have never been so emotionally invested in one match, in one moment, in such a long time. They Amen. got me badly. Amen. When, when Brian first hit the first knee plus, and Kofi kicked out, I don't think I ever freaked out so much <laughs> from a kick out in so long. As soon as he kicked out, I was like, yeah, this is it. Kofi's moment. They're going to pull the trigger. I honestly thought they were going to do it. Do you think if they did pull the trigger, was it the right time? Do you think they should have pulled the trigger? Yeah. I feel like they should have. With that Ooh. crowd, I feel like they should have pulled it off. Okay. Pulled the trigger. Even if it's... Like, even if it's a tolerance only till this Smackdown that happened like if Brian had a rematch on this week's Smackdown and won it back I wouldn't have minded yeah. like Kofi deserves a reign no matter how short it is just as a thank you for all he's done in 11 years so and it... do I think they should have given the title to Kofi in the Elimination Chamber yes but do I mind that Daniel retained no because he's on an incredible reign. Do you buy into Kofi Mania, though? Do you think it'll happen, and do you want it yes. to happen? I, I'm buying into it. I want it to happen. So badly. Do I think they're going to do it? No. Okay. Interesting. Sadly. Um, I think they're going to do the match at first lane. Kofi will either lose clean, or a screwy finish. And if the screw finish happens, Kofi may get into the match at Mania, but not on his own. Kind of like Tyler said. Mm. But if he loses clean, then yeah, no doubt, he won't be in the WWE Championship match at Mania. Okay. I don't think they're going to pull off... The, I don't think they're going to pull the trigger fast lane. Mm. Okay. Um, who do I think is going to face Ryan at Mania? They could go many routes. I've heard so many rumors on that. I've heard Kevin Owens, um, Undertaker, John Cena, Bray Wyatt, I've Sami heard Zayn, Bray Wyatt, <laughs> Sami Zayn. Yeah, I've heard loads of names. I will say this right now. I don't think it's any of them that we've just mentioned. Who do you think? I think it's going to be a triple threat: Daniel Bryan versus Kofi Kingston versus Mustafa Ali. Ooh. 
I'd love that to be honest. I think they should at least go that route and there is potential of them going that route. Because Mustafa Ali deserves a rematch anyway. It's not his fault that he got injured at the time that he did when he got the opportunity. So he should, and he'll be back in time for Mania, no doubt. So he should yeah. get the opportunity. Give Brian and Kofi a screwy finish at Fastlane. Bingo. Kofi's in the match at Mania. Triple threat, just like that. Bingo. You've got it. I'd love to see that personally. But if you want me to be honest, the... I don't want this to happen by any means, but I think the route they're going to go with is Cena. I just have a feeling. How come? I just think they're going to do Cena, have him win the 17th World Championship, hold it to maybe Money in the Bank, SummerSlam at the latest, and maybe have Kofi win it there. I don't know. It's unclear, but I just have a feeling they're going with Cena for some reason. But I don't want it to happen. What I do want to happen is Kofi, hopefully Ali too, in some way or form. If not Ali in the WWE Championship picture, then in the United States. Mm. Ali needs to be in the championship match at, at Mania. He needs to be in one. Um, but yeah, those are my overall thoughts. Okay. Very interesting. So we're going to take a quick break from wrestling. We've still got about three or four topics, but we'll take a quick break from wrestling, and I'm going to hand it over to Tyler as NBA All-Star Weekend has just happened. So take it away, brother. All right. Oh, man. Um, All-Star Weekend was... Uh, much of it was really, very fun to watch. Um... Let me just address one thing. The slam dunk competition. You know, some of it, you know, was, and, and then some of it was really good. Um, I wish they would put more stars in there that, that can really, really dunk. So the slam dunk competition gets to back to where it used to be a few years ago. Because it just, it seems like it's dropped off the last three or four years. That still doesn't mean there wasn't some good dunks. But, I'm just saying as an overall competition, it has fallen off. Now, I forget his name, but the slam dunk winner from OKC, I forget his name for some reason. But that dunk over Shaq, oh my god. I was surprised he did it. And, you know, him and Dennis Smith, you know, I like Dennis Smith even though he got traded from my Mavericks. I've all, I'll always have a spot for Dennis Smith. But that that dunk he did over J. Cole was insane. Oh, I'm glad I mentioned J. Cole. If you guys have not seen his halftime performance, look it up. You will not be disappointed. It has. It was literally the best halftime performance I've seen at All Star Game, and halftime performance I've seen recently. And yes, that's mean in the Super Bowl too. <laughs> uh, but J Cole, shout out to J Cole, man. That man is 
that man is a talent. But the three-point competition is always fun to watch because, you know, if you win it, you have to make a lot of threes, and it's just exciting to watch. The All-Star game, man, the one play that everyone talked about, and I even showed it to Hayden before we started, uh, Steph Curry, this man threw the ball, and, okay, meanless, I'm watching it, you know, at the, at, uh, my buddy's campus, uh, Malik and Dejour's dorm room with, uh, T Tyrell, and, uh, when it happens, you know when a big play happens and everyone, like, gets up and starts yelling or something like that and it's just like in soccer in uh in the UK, you know, foot y'all's football. If someone does a really good like header or a really good, you know, goal, like it surprises you and everything, this is what it was for us. Steph hit the ball down like on the floor for like an alley oop and this big Giannis, Giannis is an athlete, but I did not expect him to just catch this one-handed and slam it down. It was, if you didn't see it, you got to see it. It was a beautiful damn play. It was beautiful. But other than that, the, the All-Star game was fun to watch overall. And uh, and everything about All-Star weekend was, you know, pretty fun. But I just want the dunk competition to overall to get better, and I hope that happens in the next year or two at least, but that's really it. All Star Weekend was coming out. Alright, thank you for that, Tyler. So let's go back to the wrestling topics. As recently, Ty Dillinger posted on Twitter that he asked for his release from WWE. Just written an article saying thanks to the WWE for everything, but today I have requested my release from the company. I want to thank the fans, the superstars out verse, etc, etc. Um, so, firstly, what do you make of Ty Dillinger asking for his release? And I've got to ask it. Do you think he's heading to AEW or a different promotion if he still wrestles? Do you think he'll still wrestle? And if so, which promotion? Let's start with Luke. Um, I kind of knew this was coming. Yeah. Like, when Hideo Itami asked for his release... I kind of had a feeling that Ty Dillinger would follow soon. And I can't blame him whatsoever. Because ever since his debut at Royal Rumble 2017, which was two years ago, how many times has he been used on SmackDown? About three times. <laughs> Literally. Like, the only time you see him is... If you're lucky on main event and live shows. House shows. Um, so yeah, I'm not surprised he asked for his release and I don't blame him whatsoever. Whether he's going to AEW, I would not be surprised. Because I think he would get into a very good mid-card at least picture over there. Hmm. Um, AEW I think would be great for him. Because it's still in the United States. It's still great money. 
which was the main reason why he stayed was because of the money. But now AEW is offering that same money. Maybe he's thought about leaving. So yeah, I think he's AEW bound. Yeah. I don't say that for everyone. I'm not. I'm not like one of those guys where, like, if someone loses a match, I say, oh, they're going to AEW. No. No. The the reason uh, why I asked is because I could potentially see this happening. That's why I've asked. Yeah. I wouldn't have asked otherwise. Yeah, I honestly can see Ty Dillinger going to AEW. And I think he should. Mm. I mean, it's quite uh, sad, really, because I could see Ty Dillinger nowadays fitting in the molds of NXT even better than he used to. I could see him as a North American champion. Yeah. So, I, I feel like if he went back to NXT, that would be huge. And he even admitted on Twitter, I said this on the podcast before, that he admitted that he wanted to go back to NXT, and he tried to go back to NXT a number of times. Yeah, but they uh, so, they didn't let it happen, did they? No, and I think that's the reason why he left. Mm. I mean, I don't um, blame him. I don't blame him. He wasn't used, and he wanted to go to NXT. They wouldn't let him. The question is, is he AEW band Tyler? Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, uh, I think uh, that would be a great fit for him. Um, I could very well see it, too. Um... I don't blame him at all because uh, heaven knows. I I think I seen that man live at a live, you know, of course at a live event. Mm -hmm. And honestly, he was fun to watch. It was him. It was him versus Baron Corbin. Oh wow! And uh, they, huh? Just wow! That's that's an interesting match. I will say that. And um, it was, you know, it was actually a decent and fun match. And and this was when he got used a little bit, but he kept on losing and stuff. And, you know, <laughs> and it, well, that's really all he did when he was on the main roster. But <laughs> um, I don't blame him. <laughs> that man was not used a lot. And when he did, like I just said, he took the L. Um, uh, I I hope he does well because uh, I think he's a really really good young talent. I'm not young. He's not. He's actually not young. I meant to say really good talent. Yeah. And wait a minute, is he still dating uh, Peyton Royce? Uh, they got engaged the other day. Okay. Interesting. <laughs> I w see. I was just making sure because I don't know how that's going to work because she'll be in WWE while he's not, so I don't know. That'll be interesting. Mm. It will be. But yeah, they got engaged the other day. They announced it, so. Hmm. Lottie Good Ty one. Dillinger, that's all I can say. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. Definitely. From an NXT call like Ty Dillinger to four others, we saw. Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Ricochet, and Alistair Black get called up to both Raw and SmackDown this week. All four of them won their respective matches on both brands. Now, I don't usually do this, but I'm going to give my thoughts on this one. And I want to say I love how they're making the NXT stars feel like such a big deal like they should be unbutt so well I hope it's a preview of what we see in the future.
because all four of them deserve to be booked well on the main roster whenever they're called up. Now, whether the permanent call-ups remains to be seen, Gargano has... Yeah, it's taped now. So, Gargano has lost the North American title now, and Tommaso Champ is still NXT champion. Um, but it, it's, it's going to be an interesting scenario. So, I love how they're making them such a big deal like they should be, and I really hope the butts fall when they get called up. Let's start with Tyler here. What do they make of the four call-ups on both Raw and SmackDown? And do you think any of them are permanent? Hmm. I like it. Um, I could see Aleister Black being the only permanent one for now. But, I could very well see, you know, I could see them calling people up, you know, every once in a while. Not for, like, a whole entire run, but, like, to show the main audience these, you know, people from NXT. I could really see that. But as a week, but uh, every week that type of thing, I could see Aleister Black. But... I don't know if I could see anybody else at, at this point. Okay. Week by week. Okay. I mean, the Raw and SmackDown ratings, and the especially Raw's, is the best that they've had in a long time. And I put it down to the NXT talent. Why else would people tune in if they're advertising the likes of Baron Corbin versus Braun Strowman? Shoot me now. People tuned in, and I tuned in, because of the NXT guys there. So, it proves that it works. And, there's a rumour going around that Vince McMahon and Triple H didn't really communicate on the NXT talents, which, yeah, could be a very interesting scenario. But, I think, you know, like Tyler said, every once in a while, these NXT guys should be called up. It puts eyes on the NXT product. It could get more subscriptions into the network. If NXT ends up going to TV anyway, they're gonna need viewers. It just works for everybody. Luke, what's your thoughts on the NXT talent being called up? And do you think any of them are permanent? Um, well, first, I agree with you that the NXT talent may have been the reason why the ratings went up. Because I'm the same as you. I, before this Raw... I haven't watched any Raw shows in weeks. Mm. So, but as soon as I as soon as I saw on Twitter that Johnny Gargano, Tommaso Ciampa, Alistair Black, and Ricochet were going to be on Raw, I tuned in right away. Yeah. Um. In terms of the call-ups themselves, um, on the Raw side. Not gonna lie, I marked out when I saw DIY as a revival. Um, that was a great match too. And although the revival did lose, and it doesn't look good for the Royal Tag Team Championships, it is DIY, so I don't mind too much. Mm. Um, yeah, that's one exception I will take. <laughs> yeah. Ricochet, he got a great debut teaming with Finn Balor. And put on a great match against Bobby Lashley and Leah Rush. Um, Alistair Black's debut was the worst out of them all on Raw. 
just interrupting Elias and then beating him. Mm. But they did make up for on SmackDown. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with him facing Andrade. I would have loved to be Zelina Vega in that predicament. <laughs> exactly. She was stuck between a rock and a hard place there. <laughs> um, may I say, Zelina has great acting skills there. Yeah, she does. Like, she's acting, like, really just short, but I bet inside she's like, get in! <laughs> um... Ricochet had a okay debut on SmackDown. Um, Gargano and Champa, they again had a great debut on SmackDown, beating the bar. Although there was a scary moment there with Champa. Yeah, thankfully um, news has come out that uh, both Sheamus and Tommaso Champa are okay. Thankfully. Yeah. And I'm not going to spoil anything, but NXT tapings took place last night, and Champa looked okay. So. Yeah, thankfully. Good, good. Okay. Um, but, yeah, good thing that Seamus landed on the good near Champa and not the bad knee with the brace on. Mm. It could have been a lot worse. I saw people blaming Seamus for the accident, which is stupid. Like, it wasn't Seamus' fault whatsoever. It was just one of those and moments it wasn't that happened. That happened. Exactly. Shit happens. Um, so yeah, apart from that, they had a great debut. And whether they're permanent or not, I could see Black being permanent, just like Tyler said. Gargano and Champa, no. Especially Champa. Um, Gargano and Champa, I feel like I'm going to get called up after Mania. Mm. Okay. Maybe Ricochet as well. Okay. Um, so those three, not until after Mania. And to be honest, after seeing the spoilers of the tapings, it seems like Black is going to be busy in NXT as well. So yeah. maybe not even maybe not even after Mania for Black too. Mm. Maybe these were just temporary ones until after Mania where they make their permanent debuts. Which I think is a smart move because again it brought eyes to the raw product. Again, the best ratings they've had in a long time. It worked exactly. But we must move on here as we are quickly running out of time. We've got two more topics to cover. So recently, I think it was last week, um, news broke out that Corey Graves was apparently cheating with his wife, Carmella. But it, then a news story broke out from Pro Wrestling Sheet. Good one. Ryan sat in for this. That Corey Graves and his wife have actually been split up for months and divorce papers were filing. So, firstly... With Corey seeing Carmella, even though the divorce paper was were going through, they weren't officially. Do you see it as cheating? And what do you make of the whole situation? Do you think people blown it out of proportion? Do you think people are right? Just what do you make of it all? Let's start with Tyler. <laughs> um. <laughs> Oh, yeah, this is very interesting to be honest. Because um, a lot of people was like, oh, Corey Graves, or oh, Corey Graves, this. Well, okay, I say this. If they've been filing a divorce papers and everything, and he didn't do anything until he served them, 
that well we don't know if he didn't do anything beforehand or what but if he did it after then it's not cheating it sounds like the divorce papers have been going on for a few months um, pro wrestling sheet reported that they've been split apart for about six months the divorce papers were filed around the same time they were about to be finalized and it was after that that he was starting to date Carmella. That's what came out by Pro Wrestling Sheet. And if that's the case, and that and all and all that is true, Corey didn't do anything wrong. He just did the smart thing and went after Carmella. <laughs> I love the way you put that. <laughs> Luke, what's your opinion? Um, yeah, I agree with Tyler. It wasn't cheating if it was after they got filed in. Mm. Um, this goes to show that when something pops up online about someone's personal life, you never know the true story. The true full story. Um, and yeah, people blow this way out of proportion. Um, and I was kind of suspicious myself, which is why I never tweeted about it or anything like that. I was just, I was in a wait and see kind of mindset with it. Mm. Um, so yeah, I'm glad Corey didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. So, um, um, uh, go on, Tyler. Yeah. Um, I... I thought you were finished, my bad, but I. <laughs> I don't think this should be the right thing to say, but I ain't gonna lie. First time I saw it, I said, "Out of boy, Corey." Like, like that, that. That was my thing. Like, I was like, "Out of boy, okay, Carmella, I see you." And then I was like, "Wait a minute, if he cheated, then that's really bad." But my first, it, my first thing was like, "Okay, Corey, I see you." <laughs> no, I see where you're coming from because at the end of the day. It's Carmella! Who wasn't? Exactly. Damn, what a winner. <laughs> <laughs> Although I may say, I'm surprised it wasn't Mandy that they went after. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, the last topic we have for you today, which has come out just as we was about to go on the air, Roman Reigns is returning to Raw this Monday. Now, they... <laughs> That's now, what I'm talking the, about. Now, they say that it's about a leukemia update. But, one, do you think it's about more? And two, if you do, what? So, I bet he's going to get one of the biggest pops ever. Let's go to Tyler first, give your overall thoughts on Roman Reigns returning to Raw, and do you think it's anything more than just an update? The big dog! Um, I think it's, a, of course, about his leukemia, and I think he, he's going to give us a status about it. And the way it came out, Vince tweeted it, and I've seen some people say, oh, it could be really a bad thing and everything. First of all, if Vince McMahon is tweeting it, then it ain't going to be a bad status about it. 
There's there's just no way. I I just could not see it like that. Mm. Um. I don't know how. Or what the status is going to be, but I think he's going to say he's almost at that stage of coming back or something like that, maybe. Mm. But I don't know it. Maybe it could be more. I have no idea. I just want it to be, you know, a good, you know, update, and you know, you know, I, I want him to get back, you know, whenever he, you know, can and everything, because I, I know leukemia can be a, a it's hard, but um, I, I just hope it's a good, you know, status, you know, good thing he's saying, and uh, if he's if he's saying he's coming back already, then you know, good for him. But I, I just hope it's good, just like I said. I mean, as you said, Vince McMahon tweeted it, so it's got to be good. And he's looked pretty healthy in photos that he's taken with people, etc., etc. Luke, what's your thoughts on the whole situation? Okay, um... As you know, Hayden, I've never been a fan of Roman Reigns as a wrestler. Mm -hmm. I've always hated the booking that he's had, Ooh. but the man behind the character... I've always respected. Yeah. Um, and like everyone, I was floored when he announced it. Like, I could. I didn't recover from that until about a week or two. Mm -hmm. Um. But now that I seen he's coming back to Raw. Um. Again, it's most likely a good thing. But I'm not going to dismiss the possibility of it being a bad thing. Um, but I'm hoping it's good. Mm. I'm hoping it's a good status, and I'm hoping Roman Reigns comes back healthy, quick as he can. The thing because... is, that I don't want him to return too quickly. And no, then... no, 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 no. You know, this is what I'm worried about for Monday. Because what if he announces he's actually what coming back? But it, it's too early. Yeah. I don't think he should come back in WrestleMania season. No. I think it should be sometime after Mania. Mm. You know, I don't want him to come back early and then make it even worse. Yeah. I mean, I all would say, I would say this. Um, even if he is ready to come back, I would I would hold him off after WrestleMania, yeah. So I can yeah. go through with all my storylines and everything. Even though sometimes WWE doesn't know what the fuck they're doing anyway, but I would still <laughs> go through the storylines and everything, and have Roman come back the Raw after Mania, honestly. No, that makes total sense. But is that everything from you guys? Yeah, that's everything from me. Tyler? Everything from me. Alright, so if you did enjoy this episode of the Town Nation podcast, make sure if you're on YouTube to like this video. Head on over to the Tyler Keller Show and Sniper Bro 2015. Their channels will be linked in the description down below. If you're on Spotify, make sure to give this a favourite, a like. If you're on Stitcher, iTunes, make sure to give us a review on there. Just whatever you're listening to us on. Just make sure to let your feedback known. But until the next time, guys, we'll catch you all in the next one.
Biasa 